0: hey guys this is box office brunch we're your hosts i'm david i'm rita and welcome back to our third episode of the scare brunch well i guess technically the fourth Fourth. if you count our first episode but this is our third october episode where we're talking about spooky movies today we have a 1999 classic in my mind (laughs) don't look under the bed from disney channel this is our first one that I don't think was released in theaters.
1: Yeah, it was released as a DCOM, which is Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. So it was like the Friday night movies. Yeah. Disney would come out with a new movie on the Disney Channel. and Spooky
0: so... movies during October.
1: Mm-hmm. They They did a good job.
0: Yeah. I mean, I imagine that this is probably, there's going to be a lot of you that don't know this movie but this was a movie that came out when I was a kid and probably got me into horror movies (laughs) or like contributed at least because I know we talked about how we got into horror in our first episode and I talked about like my sister telling me about movies and all of that kind of stuff, but this was probably one of the first ones that I saw and was like my own experience with it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we also don't have brunch. I mean, we have coffee.
0: Yeah, we have coffee.
1: You guys got to understand too that we're like, We've literally seen each other every day since Thursday. Thursday, yeah, and we've been crazy, crazy busy. just yeah, recording got, these so that we can get them out. We've got a pretty every Sunday rigorous
0: <laughs> recording schedule right now with
1: which we're not complaining, but as a result, it's kind of we've let brunch take a back burner too. Yeah, it, all.
0: it was gonna get expensive buying brunch every day <laughs> or something every day like that. So
1: if you'd like to donate to the cause let us know (laughs) help me i'm poor
0: (laughs) all right so grab your shit grab your
1: shit let's go You're So this film came out October 9th, 1999. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by Kenneth Johnson, produced by Don, Don Chain, maybe? Mm,
0: produced by Disney Channel.
1: <laughs> and then written by a guy named Mark Edward Evans.
0: Yeah. We don't really have much in terms of budget, opening weekend, a box office performance. It came out on Disney Channel.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it performed well because mm-hmm. it's, still on disney plus which is surprising because in today's day and age i feel like it's a little too dark for current children i just oh yeah i feel like a lot of things have been filtered the 90s it was fair game yeah there were i mean there were a lot of things that were kind of risque that we we don't think about yeah like sometimes i go back and watch movies and i'm like wow
0: yeah sometimes that's really inappropriate really touched on some heavy topics at times like even the (laughs) do you remember the movie quince yeah just like having a movie for kids that struggles with having new siblings and like Mm -hmm. adjusting to being an older sibling and stuff i feel like that's not a topic that would be approached in in kids movies today
1: yeah and i mean even in this film right her parents are therapists or therapy backgrounds or something like that i don't know it's just
0: did they? Well, His dad was like a waste management something. For her but dad.
1: they they talk about like mental health in this, which is pretty yeah. interesting when you think about it. Because as a kid, it totally went over my they head. They bring
0: the the school counselor into it.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> she's like, how does that make you feel? Yeah. So.
0: Okay, yeah, let's just jump into the plot since we don't really have much.
1: Well, I guess it's also the Disney Channel's second and final attempt at a horror film, which the first being Tower of Terror. Oh.
0: Yeah, this didn't get rave reviews.
1: <laughs> no, and it's it's cheesy. I mean, if you guys yeah. end up watching it, a lot of our our listeners are pretty split. So I think half our listeners are probably decom kids who grew up on mm-hmm. Disney Channel original movies, and then you've got the other half who kind of it was they were too old to really watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, but this is really cheesy and yeah, silly, I mean, it's and it's not really scary. But it's dark. Movie. It's yeah. dark for an eight year old. We were eight it is but David also was nine. Weren't also
0: you? Uh, uh yes no yes <laughs> i had to remember we what were 8 words. and 9 years old so for 8 <laughs> and
1: 9 year olds it's a little dark but for adults now that we're 30 and we're watching it it's kind of hokey silly yeah
0: i mean i still enjoyed it it's yeah, got I liked really it. cheesy cgi <laughs> and stuff it's not the best but
1: but it terrified me as a kid
0: oh yeah and even now i can look see it now and i'm like oh th- that's kind of spooky
1: yeah i mean we can get into it a little bit later but yeah th- a movie about the boogeyman you know it's gonna be a little scary right
0: all right let's jump into it
1: so it starts with francis McCausland played by francis bacon McCausland. yeah francis bacon McCausland
0: she's played by aaron chambers
1: and she's smart she's really level-headed she kind of seems like an adult which is funny because the actress was actually seems annoying <laughs> the actress was 20 yeah when this was filmed and she's playing supposed to be 14 year old she's supposed to be playing a 14 year old
0: but we learned that she had like skipped a grade and she's starting high school this year it's just doing things like telling her friends high schoolers don't take the bus yeah and stuff like she's <laughs> trying to be super grown up
1: and she lives in this town called middleburg which is in the middle of nowhere of nowhere
0: yeah it was filmed in Utah.
1: <laughs> Which is the middle of nowhere. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Utah's very beautiful. But she starts talking about how strange things have been happening in Middleburg. Yeah. Like, she has a voiceover when the scene starts. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of going, like, eerily going through the town. The town's dark.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we start seeing the clocks all move forward. Move
1: forward three hours.
0: Mm-hmm. So her and her family are all woken up and they're all just super tired. And they're like, oh, it's so dark outside. But they kind of just start moving through their day. And then their dad checks their clocks against the, what is it? The national clock thing. <laughs> I don't know. He like references a website or something and finds out that their clocks went off three hours early. Yeah. So it's actually 430 instead of 730. Oh, my gosh. So they all go back to bed. And then Frances and her friend Joe, Joe is played by Rudy Sade, start walking to school and they're all talking about how the clocks went off early. And so it kind of happened all over town. It wasn't just Frances's house. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start noticing that all of the neighborhood dogs are on the roofs.
1: Yeah, which is like really
0: Yeah. Cool. What an elaborate Frances, prank. But Frances had made a comment about dogs being on the roofs like when they were all woken up at 430.
1: Yeah, she she was like, it seemed like she was dreaming and she was like barely waking up mm-hmm. and blearily kind of saying.
0: Yeah, she said <laughs> it was something to her brother that she said, but I didn't put the quote down. So anyways, there seems to be a, like a connection to, to Francis here.
1: Harmless though.
0: Yeah, she kind of references some other strange things that are going on in the town. They egged a teacher's car. That was also a reference to earlier when Francis's mom said that their eggs had gone missing. Mm -hmm. So,
1: And like gelatin in the swimming pool.
0: That's later referenced that the gelatin in their house went missing.
1: Yeah. So it's it's just like all these like really weird pranks Mm -hmm. happening. But they
0: all seem to kind of connect to her. Connect
1: to Francis. So then she's in class. And she's obviously whispering about it. And her teacher is like Francis. He basically is like irritated with her.
0: Right. She's talking in class. It's yeah. rude. I got in trouble for talking in class all <laughs> the time. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, it was really bad because our biology teacher, our sophomore year, was so irritated with me and Casey. That when I had him senior year for anatomy and physiology, and he was going through his roster, he's like, "Please don't tell me this person's on my list." Oh no, like, Rita Zoma. Like... <laughs> oh no. And then I guess Casey was telling me because her sister Haley's a few years younger than us, and when Haley was in his biology class, he's like, "Haley, do you have your assignment?" And she's like, "No, I was too busy talking." He's like, "You're just like your sister." <laughs> so <laughs> kids always get in trouble for talking in class. Yeah. Um. But she's talking about the clocks being set three hours ahead Mm -hmm. and
0: And trying to get a list of people whose clocks went off. And she's trying to, like, gather data.
1: Yeah. And he's pretty much like, well, stop.
0: Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's also seeing this boy around town that keeps, like, disappearing.
1: Yeah. So she sees him.
0: On the quad at school. Yeah,
1: and she sees him when she's like walking home one day and she like yells at him. She's like, who are you? And he's like, you can see me? And she's like, yeah. And then the school bus goes by and he disappears.
0: Yeah, but she also sees him in class as she's getting the list taken away. Remember, he's hiding Mm -hmm. behind the like anatomy model. And she
1: kind of like trails off like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of her talking, she like trails off because she sees him and he's kind of goofy and he's played by... Eric Ty Hodges the second. Yes.
0: And I've gotta say his performance
1: I know, took it, nailed took, it. Yeah, he, he, he stole a the show job. in this movie. What else? I mean, I try to think of like where these guys <laughs> all these kids' careers went. So it'd be interesting to see where his career took him.
0: Yeah, I think he was in even Stevens mm-hmm. as well, I saw, which is another Disney was Channel he... show. He was he also played a character named Larry.
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so that's his name, but we don't find out yet. But his name is Larry Houdini.
0: Right. So she's (laughs) getting in trouble because another prank happens where everybody gets a bee spray painted on their locker, except for hers. Except for hers. And when she opens up her locker, she's got a bee spray painted on the inside. Yep. So everyone's like, it must have been her. So she's kind of getting harassed I would say by the students being like well why did you do it what does it mean and she's like I didn't do it I don't know what you're talking about and then she sees Larry in the middle of the cafeteria and she's like I'm gonna find out though and so she goes over to confront him and this is where she finds out that he he claims to be an imaginary friend and that she's the only one who can see him
1: but if we remember Franny her name is Francis but he calls her Franny doesn't mm-hmm. he he's like mind if I call you Franny and she goes I mind a lot
0: yeah I think it's funny that she's having this whole interaction in the middle of a cafeteria yeah, and nobody's paying any attention
1: remember she's an adult now she's in high school she doesn't right. believe in imaginary friends so she doesn't think he's imaginary so she calls him out in the middle of the cafeteria and mm-hmm. it's like gets on a table and starts like shouting about this guy named Larry Houdini and then he's not there and all the kids are like laughing her at problem. her and stuff yeah, yeah. but he tells this, yeah sorry go ahead so she gets pulled into the office with the school counselor the principal and the teacher and they confront her about the fact that her middle name is bacon mm-hmm. and so they they bacon with a B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she goes is there any other way to spell bacon is there, is there
0: a bacon without a b
1: <laughs> so obviously the teachers and the counselors all think that it's her who's doing the pranking. And Mm -hmm. so they're like, do you know what happened to Mr. So-and-so's car?
0: I thought that was really weird. When he finds his car covered in eggs, everyone's looking and like, what the heck happened? And he just like looks and singles her out. And I don't, I always thought that was kind of weird.
1: I think just because she's like the new kid and she's, yeah, but they obviously bring light to the fact like, do you know who egged Mr. So-and-so's car? Do you know who put gelatin in the swimming pool? Like, the bees on the lockers and she's like, no. And she starts the to bees
0: get, in the principal's office too.
1: Yeah. And she's like, no. And she starts to get like really upset. And then she sees the counselor's like, how are you feeling? You know, Franny and she's trying Francis and she's trying to like, I don't know, calm her down essentially. But then Larry walks by and he's wearing like hockey gear and she's like, that's the kid. Like, I think that that's the kid doing the pranks. And they're like, who? And she goes, she said, it. he said his name is Larry Houdini. And they're like, And so she goes chasing after him and the principal and the teacher and the counselor are all chasing after her and she follows him into the music room and he's in there and she's like, I got you like red handed and she still isn't realizing that she's the only one who can see him. Yeah. But he tells her like, do you ever get voices in your head? And she's like telling you to do something. She's like, no, like that's what insane people do.
0: Right. And I think before this, when they had their interaction in the cafeteria, I think that that's when he tells her that he believes she's being framed by the boogeyman. Mm -hmm.
1: And she like doesn't believe him. Yeah, she's
0: like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
1: But he tells her that a voice in his head told him that he needed to help her, clear Mm -hmm. her name essentially, and figure out what's going on. And she's still being combative. I don't know. She's just being a brat. Right. (laughs) She doesn't believe him. She's like, I stopped believing... An imaginary friends when I was like a kid and mm. then the counselor teacher and principal come in and she's like see he's right there and it's like they can't see anything so yeah I think she's finally starting to realize that she's the only one who can see him yeah
0: is this when the blackout happens yep okay so they go up on. which is Why?
1: foreshadowed by the bees right spray painted yes
0: yeah. so she's asleep and Larry wakes her up and says that the boogeyman's on the roof So they go outside, and they're trying to get up onto the roof. She's grabbing a ladder. Larry just, like, poofs up, I Dream of Genie style. (laughs) And he's kind of wrestling with the boogeyman that's up there. But Francis can't see him.
1: No, but you can hear.
0: You can hear him. And he's creepy. I thought that it was interesting the way that they made him creepy by kind of doing all of his movements and stuff in reverse. Mm -hmm. So... He seems to be kind of like moving against everything. And I thought it was just like a really cool, subtle way of kind of making him very off.
1: Yeah. And the original outline for him apparently was much scarier. Even scarier, yeah. Which I think he's pretty scary. Yeah. But he was supposed to be like a... It's kind of funny because we talked about Beetlejuice being a winged demon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of like they wanted him to be like kind of like a winged creature yeah like... they wanted him to
0: have like quills sticking out yeah and just which makes me think of have you ever seen the village yes it makes me like think that. of those monsters yeah.
1: yeah yeah which is terrifying but i guess they they tempered it down which i'm like this is how you tempered it down like yeah he's, they he's wanted to make them
0: more of like an old victorian rhyming mm-hmm. thing he well, kind of looks the... like a like a power rangers villain kind <laughs> <God,
1: laughs> of And the boogeyman is doing something on the roof. And so Mm -hmm. you don't realize the true situation until the blackout is caused and every house is affected except for Francis's house. And And she's
0: caught with the
1: ladder in her hands. And there are Christmas lights on their house. And so that's what the boogeyman was doing was putting Christmas lights up.
0: Right. But it's, again, seems like Francis is doing all of these because of the situation that she's caught in.
1: Yeah, so... I think at this point, she starts to come around like, I am being framed by the boogeyman.
0: <laughs> right. And she's also being isolated because this is when she loses her
1: best friend. Best
0: friend, Because during their walk home and stuff, Frances kind of realized that Joe had a crush on her brother, Bert. And she's like, okay, but you can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And then the boogeyman basically plants flowers in her front yard that says, Joe loves Bert.
1: And Joe thinks it's Francis because right, she's the because only one. she's
0: the only one who should have known.
1: Yeah, so she gets mad at her. And Francis is trying to explain that it's not her, you know, I mean, teen drama, you know.
0: Yeah. The and regular she's, stuff. She's basically just being made to look like she's going crazy because she keeps trying to convince everybody that this guy Larry exists and nobody can see him.
1: Mm-hmm. And her family starts to question her sanity too. Right. Like her parents are like what's going on like you're acting crazy not crazy but they you can tell they're concerned (laughs) they think she's lost her mind they question her sanity and this Um, is when she
0: goes to the park because darwin comes in and he's like he's telling her about like all the other kids said this guy named larry said that it was the boogeyman mm -hmm. and she's like well what did this guy look like and darwin's like i don't know i couldn't see him so she runs to the park where she finds... This has always been one of my favorite scenes. She goes to the park and runs into Larry who's playing basketball in like a karate outfit. And he's just like missing horribly. And he's like, any scores? Yeah. And she's like, you missed. And he's like, who are you, the ref?
1: And he tells her about something called the boogie book. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's funny just saying it, honestly. I like
0: when he's like, kids only see what they want to see. Like, I see those monkey bars. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like, goes that. Yeah, his performance in this. like She's he's... trying
1: to have a serious conversation with him, and he's just goofing off the entire right. time.
0: He is just, I feel like, is just having like so much fun with this role, and it just comes through. And I think that he is the star of the show here.
1: But yeah, he explains to her that there's a boogie book, and that that's how you defeat the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And she has to go check it out from the library for him.
0: Great. So they go to the library, they find this book. There's an interaction with the kids that are watching the story time and the librarian who wants them all to be quiet, but they're like watching this thing and they're having a good time and Mm -hmm. they're having fun and she keeps shushing them. So Larry kind of is like, hold my book. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to kind of like entertain the kids and the librarians not uh, not happy with it because they start having a good time and laughing and clapping and everything and
1: why did old-timey 90s films make it seem like librarians were so awful and wanted you to be quiet all the time i don't know i don't think i ever experienced that in the library going up.
0: i didn't spend a lot of time in libraries because i think i was scared that they were going to shush me (laughs) because i don't know the way my biology teacher
1: tried to shush me yeah exactly (laughs)
0: So So
1: she checks out the boogie book mm -hmm. and he shows her this thing called a tetrafuse. Yeah. uh, Which is a machine that it's something that you can create and put boogie goo in to turn the boogeyman into, I guess he he says like a harmless old geezer.
0: Yeah. It essentially speeds up the aging process and the boogeyman and Imaginary friends in general age faster if they're n- not friends with a kid or something. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's the logic is fanciful. Is that a right word?
1: I mean, I think it's pretty good though. It's a good yeah. story actually. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't want them to remake it though, Disney. If you're hearing this, no, you don't need to remake this. You don't film. need it. So Keep yeah, it.
0: they decide that they're going to make this ch- Tetrafuse and. They're going to use that to get rid of the boogeyman. So they go back to Francis's house. And then this is where they learned that Larry was Darwin's imaginary friend.
1: Mm-hmm. And you learned that Darwin had an illness. So it's. Mm-hmm. They uh, had
0: kind of been talking about it a little bit mm-hmm. throughout, but you don't really know what it was.
1: And this is kind of the conversation where you realize that Francis basically decided to be a grown up when her brother got sick.
0: Right. He had leukemia. And she tells Larry, she's like, he needed, he didn't need to believe in imaginary friends. He needed to believe in his doctors. We all needed to grow up so that he could get through this.
1: Yeah. And Larry gets really mad at her and he starts yelling at her and he's like, well, if you wanted to help him so much, why didn't you donate your bone marrow? And she's like, I was, she starts crying and she's like, I wasn't a match. Like Bert was the only match for him. Mm -hmm. That's why Bert could help him. And,
0: He's like, well, I bet that was probably a relief for you, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. He's just really mad at her.
0: Yeah. And his eyes change colors. They turn purple. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's just allergies. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not. Right. So then they go and they start making the tetrafuse. Oh, yeah. The reason that Larry gets upset is because he finds out that Francis was the one who told Darwin to stop believing in Larry. Yeah. So she's kind of the cause of all of this
1: yeah it's this chain of events that basically leads to you know you find out later why francis is being framed and right. all of those things so they go into the kitchen to no this
0: is when they go into the garage to oh, make the tetrafuse.
1: yeah and
0: <laughs> larry shows he's like it's so simple a kid could understand it but a grown-up couldn't
1: but i'm like I guess I'm a grown-up now because I never understood it as a kid.
0: I think it's just a reference to like it basically being gibberish. And like a kid would be like, Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't gibberish. Right. So Frances has Larry show her how it works on a a carton of milk, and they basically age the milk so it goes sour. And and, explodes. And explodes. And then while they're
1: basically like like jumper cables that you attach to it.
0: Yeah. And then while they're kind of cleaning up because the sour milk got all over them, Larry scratches Francis and you see that his nails like suddenly grew really long.
1: And at this point, you've seen you haven't really seen the boogeyman's face like up close, like you've yeah, you kind have. of seen it, but it—you you saw re- him on the roof. Yeah, you saw him on the roof fighting with Larry, but you haven't seen him like up close and you've seen he hasn't talked yet, I think. No, he talked on the roof. What did he say though?
0: He was all rhyming and stuff.
1: Oh, right. Well, the reason being is that like it's hinting that Larry's turning into a boogeyman. Yeah. Obviously, you see like the boogeyman's nails are all long and icky.
0: Yeah. Because you had seen his hand on like the school when the eggs. Yeah, with the the car and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you kind of you're getting little hints. I think think as like an adult who's seen movies, you're like, oh yeah, I know what's happening. But as a kid which is what this was aimed for, they'd be like, what's happening to Larry?
1: I mean, if I'm going to have a boogeyman in my life, I'd rather have one that pranked people than like, Oh yeah. The sinister ones and actual boogeyman. I didn't realize
0: how many of the things in my childhood I got from this. So when Larry's nails grow really long, he's like, "Oh, I used to bite them. And I'm like, Oh, when you bite your nails, your nails grow really long. (laughs) And then like, (laughs) when he says like, pull your pull the covers over your head so the boogeyman can't get you and he tells the kids that like if you need to get away from the boogeyman you need to pull the covers over your head because then he can't get you i believed that as a kid
1: i still believe that as an <laughs> adult you know you've seen the meme where it's like the most comfortable you are is when you have one foot out from under the covers and one foot under but no you don't want the boogeyman to come take you
0: I can't be comfortable when I'm scared for my life.
1: <laughs> exactly. So sorry, if, you, if you're hot, you got to deal with it. We're sorry tucked under these blankets.
0: Yeah. So then this is where Francis goes up and she takes a shower. She's like, she still doesn't believe all of this stuff fully. She's like, I'm going to go take a cold shower. Maybe I'll wake up from this dream. <laughs> and Larry comes up and finds her. And this is where they discover the boogie goo. And they're like, we can use this to attract the boogeyman because mm-hmm. it's like flies to honey, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I can make it. Mm-hmm. So he like has a recipe, I guess, that he can make from the boogey book. Right. Meanwhile, her parents are having like, is it the a dinner party?
0: Yeah, they invite the, counsel, the mm-hmm. school counselor over to talk to kind of interact with Francis a little bit more so they can find and- out what happened.
1: And also just to show that they're like normal parents and they're not like. (laughs) And Larry's like in the kitchen at this point and he's Mm -hmm. like, apparently his boogie goo smells like crap.
0: Right. I mean, he kind of tells us what's in it. It's like leftovers from the school cafeteria, a gym sock, bugs.
1: If I'm a boogeyman, I'm eating gourmet, (laughs) (laughs) eating leftovers. (laughs) yeah so it's like gym socks and it's like this purple
0: goo right and then Frances starts getting in trouble because her mom walks in and sees that the kitchen is a disaster and it smells awful and she basically is like we need to talk we need to figure out what's going on and francis is like i can't right now yeah and then her mom gets pulled away because the school counselor starts like choking on a gym sock that ended up in their like dessert dessert yeah gross
1: but what a tiny ass gym sock too i guess it's like crumpled up oh
0: was through a blender it wasn't a whole gym sock i know but still it's like a hairball
1: anyway she's like gagging on it
0: right (laughs) so then francis is looking for larry only to find out he's in the pot of boogie goo
1: eating it eating it and his face is messed up
0: Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So he starts, what does he get mad at her for? Oh, I think she's like, why do you like that? You shouldn't like that and stuff. And he's like, I'm not turning into a boogeyman, Francis. And he gets like really upset and he throws a, a spoon, ends up with a little boogie goo on the ground and he like storms off. Darwin comes through, steps, steps in, in the, the boogey go. goo. <laughs> <laughs> steps Who's the boogie Darwin
1: goo. played by? We never said. No. Oh.
0: Darwin is played by Jake Saxon.
1: Awesome. So Larry runs upstairs. Yeah, and, and Franny
0: follows him.
1: And then you see the Franny's parents are the <laughs> the counselor's nauseated, and so they're like, "We're gonna go get some anti nausea meds." And so Darwin's like, "Can I be excused?" And I he hate goes to upstairs. People barf. <laughs> he goes upstairs too, and then Franny finds this is when
0: that's when he steps in the boogie goo is when he excuses himself.
1: And then Franny finds. Larry in Darwin's room under the bed, and he kind of sounds different. Different, yeah. But he's not looking at her, and she's like, "You are turning into a boogeyman, aren't you?" And he's like, "What makes you say that?" And she's like,
0: "Where do boogeymen come from?"
1: So she starts reading the book, the Boogie Book, because she's holding it, and she, it says, "If a child stops believing in an imaginary friend too soon, the imaginary friend may turn into a boogeyman." Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "Oh, I made Darwin stop believing you in you too soon," and now you're turning into a boogeyman
0: right so he's like he finds his car and he's like give this back to darwin and she's like well i can't you you should give it to him and then maybe he'll start believing in you again
1: and darwin comes in and interrupts her oh right and she's like can you go away for a second like i'm having an adult conversation he's like does that mean you like talking to to yourself and she's like can you just leave me alone and he's like it's my room and she's like please and he goes fine then i get your room so he goes to her room and then yeah larry's like can you give him this car and she goes no you should give it to him yourself and then he can start believing in you and then you won't turn into a boogeyman and larry's like it's a little late for that and he sits up and he's his face is all boogie yeah he's
0: got he's got like all the fucked up teeth and stuff
1: the purple eyes and the nails and all that
0: so he's definitely turning into a boogeyman so then i think this is when they hear darwin's playing in in Franny's room.
1: And he's sitting on the, there's like a little bench at the end edge mm-hmm. of her bed, and he's sitting there and he has the boogie goo on the bottom of his shoe, and under her bed starts to turn purple. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, just living in his own world, but he gets grabbed by the ankle and dragged underneath the bed. Yeah.
0: So they hear him yell and they run into Francis's room. They find his shoe, and then Larry, because he's turning into, He's turning all boogie. He uh, licks the shoe because it's got boogie goo on it. But he's like, ugh, the, the boogeyman licked this shoe. So they realize that the, the boogeyman man has Darwin. Mm-hmm. This is when they find out that the boogie world <laughs> is, is <laughs> under Francis's bed. And so they have to get the tetrafusion, go after Darwin.
1: But before we delve into the boogie world, you're going to hear a message from our sponsor.
0: Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring us. Back to the story.
1: All right. So, how do they even get under there? It's weird. Like, they.
0: So, Francis goes, I don't remember exactly. They get like Uh, basically Darwin gets kidnapped. Francis is like, I'm going to help you. And Larry's like, No, this is a job for a professional. If I turn into a full fledged boogie while you're under there, then what are you going to do then? Right. And she's like, Well, I'm not going to just leave him. So she's like looking under her bed and she like can touch the, I don't know, the boundaries or whatever her dad walks in, like sneaks up on her kind of. And he's like, I just wanted to talk to you about what's been going on. I don't really know what exactly is happening and everything. And she's like, fine. It was the boogeyman. He took Darwin. Now I have (laughs) to go under my bed and get him. And he's like, so, so you want to talk to your mom instead? (laughs) (laughs) And so he leaves, and this is when Francis crawls under the bed and enters the boogie world.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is just, I guess, a rendition of just under a kid's bed. It's just got random toys and stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's like they got shrunk down,
1: Mm -hmm. basically. And it's dark, and it's kind of cave-like. And she sees like the boogeyman has darwin like in a rucksack kind of
0: right they like i don't know they use one of darwin's toy cars to zip off and they find the boogeyman who has darwin in a i think it's a sock
1: yeah and darwin's screaming and franny's like confronting the boogeyman and she's like let him go and he's talking and
0: rhymes yeah like like dr seuss type rhymes yeah
1: and she starts yelling like if you believe in do you remember larry like your imaginary friend larry and she's well
0: the before that larry turns
1: full boogeyman
0: yeah so now they tried to use the tetrafuge on the boogeyman but it came unplugged because they had it plugged into an outlet Outside outside of her bed yeah and then it came unplugged so that they couldn't use the tetrafuge. So they're like fighting kind of, but then Larry goes full boogeyman.
1: And the boogeyman is dragging Darwin in the sock off he's to, gonna, throw, him off to a cliff. throw
0: him off a cliff. Yeah. Dark.
1: Yeah. Super dark. But so Franny starts yelling at Darwin. Like, do you remember your friend, your imaginary friend, Larry? And he's like, Francis, what are you talking about? He's like, you told me he wasn't real. Yeah, and she's like, I lied. He's real.
0: It's because I was scared. Yeah. And and... she's basically confronting the fact that, like, she thought she had to grow up, but it's okay to be a kid, and it's okay to have imaginary
1: friends. And so she's like, you need to say if you believe in Larry that you believe, but the boogeyman's, like, covers his his... mouth. Yeah. And so she's like, clap your hands if you believe in Larry. So he starts clapping his hands at the boogeyman, obviously can't, like, keep up. And he's like, Larry, like, I need your help. I believe in you. I believe. And the boogeyman Larry's kind of like pauses and then bam. Yeah. Snaps back into regular Larry.
0: Yeah. He turns back into regular Larry. And so he's in like a cowboy outfit. And so he's like, time to bust a boogie.
1: (laughs) So they get into like a fight, Mm -hmm. the boogeyman and Larry.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's just And meanwhile, while they're fighting, Francis is trying to figure out a way to plug in the tetrafuge again. Mm -hmm. So she rigs up, there's a battery, and she finds like a paperclip to like tie to the cord. So she basically makes it work. And while Larry and the boogeyman are fighting, she sneaks up and she connects it to like his fingers.
1: And then this scene is just creepy. Yeah. Like, the boogeyman gets really, really old mm-hmm. and starts like, <laughs> I don't know. like oh, like, <laughs> it's weird. It's creepy.
0: Yeah. But then, he, yeah, he, like, puts the jumper cables together and it explodes the tetrafuge. And then this is when they're like, okay. So Francis tells the boogeyman that she's not afraid because he's been calling her Franny the whole time. The only other person who called her Franny was
1: her imaginary. her imaginary
0: friend Zoe mm-hmm. so she realizes that the boogeyman that's been framing her and playing pranks and stuff is, is Zoe is Zoe her imaginary friend that she stopped believing in when Darwin got sick so she's like I'm not afraid anymore I know who you are and so she grabs the boogeyman's hand
1: which is funny because larry and darwin are like francis no like don't touch him yeah and she's like i know who you are like i'm not afraid of you i still care about you and so she grabs the boogeyman's hand and the boogeyman turns back into zoe which is like a little blonde
0: girl like lady yeah
1: and they have like a tender moment
0: Mm -hmm. before they're all just magically transported back to francis's room
1: yep And her parents, their parents basically reveal to them that
0: the pranks that happened in their town are are happening in
1: elsewhere. And Larry's like, that guy in my head just ordered him to go take care of like another boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And Zoe offers to like assist him because she was inexperienced as a boogeyman and was easier to fight. So maybe she's like,
0: he needs my help.
1: And Francis starts crying. She's kind of distraught that Zoe's leaving her after she started. Zoe and Larry are leaving after she started believing in them again. And before Zoe and Larry leave, Larry tells Francis it's okay. Like childhood is great. But then he kisses her Mm -hmm. to show her that like. like,
0: He's like adulthood's pretty cool too. Yeah. They're trying to encourage her to maintain a sense of wonder Mm -hmm. about the world.
1: And so he turns on the Christmas lights outside the Christmas lights in October. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did I make
0: this a Christmas movie?
1: <laughs> maybe. We're reviewing it in December again, guys. Yeah. And then they leave. And that night, Darwin's scared. And he Larry. Goes,
0: yeah, he goes into Francis's room. And she's like, yeah, come on. And so he crawls into bed with her.
1: And Larry and Zoe are watching this. And they smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Yeah. So like I said, in the last episode where we said that we were going to be reviewing this i had mentioned that due to complaints the disney channel actually stopped airing this movie in october because parents were saying that it was too scary and like i can see that but also like toughen up (laughs) like it's it's spooky but it's not like i I mean i don't know
1: it's just funny because i guess it was really dark but i find it funny that parents complained yeah
0: (laughs) and then A fact, I thought was really interesting. I don't know if I'd say it was fun, but Ty Hodges was a black actor, obviously, playing a character that was not originally written as black. And Disney was actually concerned about the kiss at the end of the movie. This was 1999. I don't know. It seems a little late to be having issues with that stuff.
1: Which is what the director said. Yeah, He was like, it's the end of the 20th century right
0: Disney was concerned that it would be off-putting to the southern audience which fuck them but
1: (laughs) and they seem to be fine yeah with it
0: yeah I grew up in Georgia I didn't have any issue with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't I just yeah so I I
0: thought it was admirable that the director was like no this was how it was supposed to end this is how I want it to end that shouldn't matter right so they kept it in and Disney Channel was like "Eh, okay that's fine and the director said that that scene was exactly the way that he wanted it.
1: Well, and parents complained about the darkness of the film and how scary yeah, it was. They not didn't, the darkness of the lead actor. They didn't care about the kiss. <laughs> um, and actually, originally, the ending involved the tetrafuse being the thing that killed the boogeyman mm-hmm. or defeated the boogeyman. But they rewrote it so that Francis would have to be to show you know strength and not being afraid of certain things. Right.
0: Right which I think is a much more uplifting ending considering if you're selling this film to kids, then you would want them to believe that their courage could mm-hmm. kill the boogeyman or yeah. defeat the boogeyman, not kill the boogeyman, but that their courage and not being afraid could defeat him rather than having this imaginary machine. Exactly. So I like that ending. I liked it too. Yeah. So this movie, I think I think it holds up. The, like we said, the animation and stuff is like very 90s
1: but it's entertaining yeah it actually was ranked as number 19 on complex magazine's list of 25 best dcoms
0: (laughs) yeah and there's a lot of disney (laughs) channel original movies so for it to it made a lot of those lists
1: yeah and then i guess in collider it ranked that ranked each dcom released up to that point it placed don't look under the bed at number 20 and wrote that the film remains in decom history books for one reason. It's scary as hell. Which yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. I'm like, yeah. it is scary. Yeah. I don't know. That Boogeyman, they t- going back to just not having CGI, they yeah. really had to do up the makeup in the movie. So I think that's why the Boogeyman was kind of scary.
0: Yeah. So that's Don't Look Under the Bed. It's not the greatest film of all time. I'm a little embarrassed that I recommended it, but it's a it's. A movie from my childhood that I remember. And when when we were coming up with our list of movies that we were going to review, we wanted to have one that was an actual scary movie and then one that was like, not really. And so this was my not really.
1: Well, and I don't think you should be embarrassed. I mean... Well, I'm always embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some interesting facts just about where the boogeyman lore came from, essentially. But... So it dates as far back as like the here comes the boogeyman. The boogeyman is coming 1797. Oh, wow. And so it was a mythical creature used by adults to frighten children into good behavior.
0: Mm. Seems um, like a lot. There's a lot so of those.
1: <laughs> no specific appearance or conceptions. Vary. They vary drastically by household and culture. Mm-hmm. But they are most commonly depicted as masculine or androgynous monsters that punish children for misbehavior. Mm, no wonder we had so much trauma (laughs) no wonder i'm afraid of the boogeyman yeah i just thought it was interesting because i feel like so many films have come out about the boogeyman and i think this was the first film we all probably saw as kids if you were a 90s kid yeah about the boogeyman unless your parents let you watch other films that were much more adult but this was probably the first film where the boogeyman was mentioned and when i think about it kids who aren't even aren't allowed to watch movies or be on their electronics i feel like it's just one of those things that carries on into the generations of the boogeyman is scary and the boogeyman hides under your bed oh
0: yeah the boogeyman's gonna get you <laughs> just like darth vader
1: don't talk back to darth vader he'll get he'll you get you and so i i think that that was pretty interesting i on the scale of entertainment wise i'd give it a seven
0: yeah i eh, think that's fair i had a good time watching it it's It's not one of the movie like the movies that we've reviewed in the past where it's got a lot of like super deep meaning and a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It's a Disney Channel or Disney Channel original movie. So it's very kind of surface level. And sometimes that's good to just have a movie that you can kind of turn your brain off and enjoy.
1: I do like that your not so scary movie though. Your fun movie (laughs) was still kind (laughs) of a scary movie. (laughs) It was the
0: scariest decom that got removed from the air. The
1: scariest Fun movie that <laughs> could come out because that was yeah like my fun one was Beetlejuice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I could have done something like Shaun of the Dead or something, but
1: or Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, we both missed that mark on that.
0: Yeah, I wish I would have done that. I feel like that would have been better for our audience.
1: That's okay. I had fun reviewing this. I had fun watching it. It really brought me back to my childhood. Yeah, and. We should spin the wheel.
0: Let's do it. All right. We got it. Chapter one. Chapter one, which means chapter two is to follow. <laughs> so, <laughs> what if is... the wheel would have landed on chapter two? Would we have had to do it backwards?
1: Yeah. But the fun thing about this is that my scary film choice was it, the mm-hmm. It series, and we were like, the new one. And we were like, how are we going to do it, chapter one, and chapter two in one episode? That we're going to have to break it up. It's going and to be like... a billion years long. But fate had it in the cards for us that there are five Sundays in October, which Perfect. means that it, chapter one, is going to come out. And then it, chapter two, is coming out to you on Halloween. Ooh. So we're finishing off the spooky season with this series. So yeah. a lot of people have watched it. It's great definitely check it out before you listen to the episode yeah spoiler alerts galore all right all right see you next time can i get a mimosa